You are listening to the Healing Pact Podcast, a place where women of color come to share their stories and their revelations. I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here, we highlight resilience, as well as validate and normalize real emotions and experiences. We push each other to be our best selves, a beacon of hope and an advocate for change. I am your host, Melina Sadler, licensed clinician, mom of one, and a survivor of childhood sexual assault. It is my mission to get women comfortable talking about their trauma, as I believe sharing our stories can encourage others to speak up and be real about our mental health. As women of color, we need to recognize how our identity plays a role in our past suffering. However, it also equips us with everything that we need to push through the hard stuff. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to keep up with all the new releases of new episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Be well and be encouraged. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healing Pack podcast. I am your host, Melina Sadler, licensed mental health counselor in the state of New York and licensed professional counselor in the state of Connecticut. Before we jump into today's episode, I do want to let you all know that I am currently accepting new clients in New York and Connecticut. If you have insurance through your employer, you can check out my website to see if it's one of the insurance companies that I accept. If not, I do have a sliding scale based on financial need. You can check out my website at melinasadlerpllc.com or send me an email at info at melinasadlerpllc.com. I will leave all this information in the description box if you want to ever reach out to me or ask me any questions. So as you all know, for those of you that have been listening to me since season one, it is my birthday week. My birthday is this coming weekend on the 18th. And typically what I do during my birthday week is I do an episode based on the things that I've learned during that last year of life. I did speak to you all a little bit about the fact that last year was a pretty rough year for me with just many changes that I was going through, mostly, of course, with the passing of my mother, uh, my son being diagnosed with autism and just the shifts that happened. And also, unfortunately, at the end of the year, I lost another relative to cancer on Christmas Day. So it was a very difficult year. Uh, my father also was out of the country pretty much since fall. So he missed all holidays. So far, he's pretty much missing all birthdays as well for our family. And it's kind of been a little bit rough because it's almost like having no parents at all during the holiday season and days that used to be really big for my family, like birthdays. Um, so one thing that this prompted me to think about for this week's episode is this concept of breaking cycles while simultaneously still being in the midst of the cycle and just how challenging this is. Um, for those of you that don't know, I do go to therapy myself. I do have a therapist that I've been working with for quite some time since I would say about July of 2020. Um, so definitely work with her. And, you know, we do a lot of reflection year after year about where I was this time last year. And this time last year, I was in a really good place. I was really happy. I was actually in Brazil 
Um, I flew into Brazil February 13th of last year and I spent my week there um, in Rio and I did a lot of sightseeing. I went with a friend who I consider family and we had a really great time. Um, so traveling became something that I decided to do for myself annually. I told myself that unless I am with child or have something really, really important to do, I do not plan to spend another birthday in America. <laughs> um, traveling has become, I would say, my saving grace in a lot of ways. It's giving me time to remove myself from my environment and to think more about who I want to be as a person and the things that I enjoy. It's given me time to try new things and to just embody the lifestyle that I want for myself, regardless of how difficult it may be to attain that. Um, so the whole idea of like being stuck in this cycle is this concept of your environment just kind of not shifting while you are constantly evolving. And I feel a lot of people can resonate with this because it's very difficult when you're taking time to focus on yourself, to enhance your self-love, to increase your self-awareness and put yourself in a predicament to be this version of yourself that you really, really want to tap into, but everything around you stays the same and it feels stagnant. It can be very discouraging and it's difficult. I talk to a lot of my close friends often about some things that I've noticed about the version of me that's on vacation and the version of me that's home. So I've been living in my home since I was about nine years old. I'm going to be 34 on Saturday. So pretty much my whole life has been spent in this house. And there's a lot of positives and negatives that come with that. There's a lot of ups and downs that come with that. A lot of people have come and gone, but for the most part, it's always been a family home. And I think sometimes it's hard for me to feel like I'm elevating or evolving because I'm still here. I know that growing up, there's a lot of beliefs about what we're going to be doing by the time we're 25 or by the time we're 30. And I never expected myself to be the person that still lives in the family home. However, I live in New York City and I'm sure you all know New York City is expensive. So it's not that I can't necessarily afford to move on on my own. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, what's the point when you have somewhere you can live for significantly cheaper? I don't live here for free now, but... I live here for significantly cheaper. This ultimately is my home once both parents, you know, have passed on. And if I decide to move out one day and just rent, um, you know, the apartments and stuff like that, that is income, you know, for me and my family to cover the expenses we need and et cetera. So these are the type of decisions we have to make sometimes when it comes to determining what's best for us financially, mental health, etc. However, there's a sacrificial part of that as well because being in this environment is not always the best for me mentally or emotionally. Um, there's a lot of memories here that are not necessarily the most favorable memories, but there are also memories that are very favorable also. So I'm finding that there's this constant tug of war. It's almost like a catch 22 where I'm putting a lot of work and effort into being someone different and I'm constantly faced with closed-minded people um, or just people who are not committed to understanding those changes. Um, I come from a culture where, you know, the adults kind of have the say-so, they're very strong-minded, they have strong opinions and 
they believe that everything they say is right. And they're not used to having children say anything to them that, you know, can combat that because that's seen as disrespectful or combative or, you know, just plain not right. So, you know, granted I'm an adult, you know, I'm still seen as a child and that's very difficult for me because I never want to come off as disrespectful, but at the same time, I do have to advocate for myself and I do have to assert boundaries. And I've talked in previous episodes about the importance for me to create a healthy environment for my son where he can learn that it's important to assert his own boundaries. And I will never force him to do anything that he is uncomfortable with because he's his own person and he's in his own body. So this is something that I wanted to definitely mention because it's something I'm noticing not just in my life, but in the lives of clients, in the lives of close friends and other family members who may be extended. We have to pay more attention to what it is we need. We have to be able to put ourselves first. Even as being a mom, we are conditioned to be nurturing all the time. Sometimes just being a woman, we're conditioned to be nurturing. And a lot of times that means putting yourself on the back burner. And it's not necessarily something that we are taught per se, but it's implied in the actions that we're expected to fulfill. So that's a a big shift for me because as much as I want to give my son the world, I have to make sure that I'm taking care of myself because without me, there is no him. And if God forbid... I don't take care of myself and I have to leave him behind, he's now going to have a shift in his world that I don't want. So doing things like making sure I'm healthy, making sure I'm financially stable and mentally well is really important for him as well. So I have done a lot better, I would say, at not allowing other people's perceptions, opinions to infiltrate my mind and my emotions. I don't want to be a reactive person who feels like they have to lash out or who can be perceived as, you know, disrespectful because maybe I'm saying something back to someone who just doesn't understand. I have a lot of relatives that love telling me what to do. And I tell people all the time, I don't do well with that. Because I feel like throughout my whole life, all I've ever strived for is to fulfill expectations that were placed on me. And even when I successfully did all of them, it still wasn't enough. There was always something next that I had to do. You know, it was always the, you know, do well in school, finish school, graduate, get the next degree, then the next degree, then the next degree, then get married, then have a baby, then, you know, it's always something You know, people can never allow you to be in your season and allow that season to take as long as it needs to in order for you to accomplish the things that you want. There is no time frame on seasons. Like your season is your season. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you have to get married by the end of the year. It doesn't mean that as soon as you get married, you have to get pregnant. It doesn't mean that as soon as you have a baby, you need to have another one. Then you need to buy a house. You know, life just doesn't work like that. And I think a lot of people think that life is this linear process or this process where it's constant elevation. And the truth is life is like a roller coaster. There's going to be ups and downs. Sometimes we're going to think that we're going to have certain things. And then that time comes and we're like, okay, okay this isn't it. This is not what I thought 
it would be, this is not where I want it to be. And that's where a lot of the depression tries to sneak in because it's like, by now I thought I'd have all these things because society and my family made me think otherwise. We're not from the same generation. There are a lot of different things that are impacting us now that didn't impact our parents and our grandparents in the same way. So we cannot expect the same outcomes. We cannot expect to have 17 children in today's economy and do well. We don't live on a farm. We don't live in the type of society where everyone kind of chips in and the family does well because the business stays within the family. And even if I pass on, my brother or my cousin or my sister or somebody, you know, can continue the family's legacy because we gave them the skills to do so. Unfortunately, in today's society and economy, we simply just don't have the time or sometimes even the energy to do those types of things. Everyone kind of has to be every man or woman for themselves, unfortunately. And it's tough. So when you think about trying to elevate yourself, but you're stuck in this system where everyone's okay with the status quo, you're naturally going to feel limited. You're not going to feel like you're doing as well as you can because it makes you feel like you have to sacrifice your loved ones a lot of times or sometimes the things that you wish could change. I would love for everyone in my family to be similar-minded the way I am. I would love for everyone to jump up some mornings and just have this happy joy about them, this motivation, this discipline to achieve all the things that they've dreamt about since they were kids. But that's simply not the case. Most people don't have that type of ambition and that's okay. We have to meet people where they're at And sometimes we have to leave people where they're at too. It doesn't mean that it has to impede on your process. But a lot of times people let it happen that way because they can't see themselves leaving people behind. And as hard as it is, you really have to make a choice. You really have to get comfortable putting yourself in the driver's seat and choosing yourself first because you're the only person that has to walk in your shoes. You have to set an example for those around you. And who knows, maybe your success story will be the change that those people need to see to try something different. Because maybe if you could do it and you came from the same environment they did, then they can try something different. A lot of people are sitting on gold mines. They have all this creative energy. They have all these ideas and concepts that can really excel their life, but they're fearful of taking those steps and it's holding them back and life is passing them by and they're getting older and older year by year and nothing is changing. And I decided for myself four years ago that I didn't want to be that person anymore. Yes, there are definitely still some things that I sit on that I'm just like, man, if I can just get my life together and and just execute it, it will be great. But we also know that with executing things, the fear of rejection and failure is what impedes on the process. And that's okay because those are normal feelings to have, but we definitely cannot sit here and prevent ourselves from being our best selves because at the end of the day, there is a higher calling there. Everyone is not meant to be like an entrepreneur or anything like that. But if there's something you're passionate about, go for it. Talk about it. Make it real. 
Step into that version of yourself. Think about what you want your life to look like and start doing those things. A lot of times things need to be attracted to us. And the only way that can happen is if you're giving those things to yourself first. So today is Valentine's Day and you know, there there's so many different messages that get thrown around. You know, some people hate the idea of being single on Valentine's Day because they are constantly bombarded with couple posts and gifts and stuff like that. And then, you know, there are people who are simply missing a loved one on Valentine's Day because maybe that person used to buy them candy or something or give them flowers every year. There are a lot of people that are dealing with a lot of different things, especially during the holidays. And Again, who's to say like this is, has to be a sad time? Who's to say that you can't create your own traditions or gift yourself something? If you wait until special occasions to do things for yourself, you will always feel depleted. I always try my best when I can to do things for myself regularly. I know for a lot of people, it seems like I do a lot. And I honestly don't care because... I'm worth every ounce of a lot or extra that people think I am. So if that's what I have to do to make myself happy, by all means, sit on your couch and watch me do it and feel however you want to feel while I do it. But I'm going to do it. If that means traveling back to back or planning out a year or two's worth of vacations and activities and things that I want to do, then so be it. I don't want to be that person that looks back on life and says, I really wish I took the time to do that. And when I was 30, that's kind of what ended up happening because granted, I lived a very wonderful life in my 20s. There became a point where I became very monotonous and boring and I didn't do anything because I was focused on the wrong things. I stayed in a relationship that was not serving me. Granted, it led to you know having... The child that I have now, and I'm very thankful for that, but I did waste a lot of time in that situation, and I'm trying to look at things differently now, and I feel like for everyone out there, once we know better, we should do better. We should take that information, because when you don't know something, you don't know something, and your perception of life is limited by what you do and you do not know. So you can't beat yourself up for things that you didn't know. But once you do know and you choose not to do anything different, that's when the issue comes up. So be whoever you need to be. Take time to reflect on whatever it is you need to reflect on. Don't worry about the people in your environment that are stuck in this cycle. You don't have to be a part of that cycle. You can distance yourself. You can put boundaries up. You can sit there and let them know what it is you're doing and why And you go from there. Everything is not going to be perfect, but you're going to continue putting your best foot forward and doing the best that you can. And life will naturally fall into place the way it's supposed to. Our steps, honestly, are already ordered. So a lot of what we think we can't do may already be in our path. You just have to turn your attention to it and grasp it with both hands. So I'm going to leave you all with that. Again, I'm going to leave some information in my description box for those that may want to be a potential client. If you want to be a guest on my podcast, you can go to my Instagram page, Cultivated Truth. 
click the link in my bio and fill out the Google Doc form and I will be in touch with you about possibly scheduling an interview if it's in alignment with what my podcast is about. And happy Valentine's Day. Hope you all have a great week. Be well and be encouraged. See you next time.